0: You're listening to Wake Up Call. I'm your host, Christina Previtt. If we haven't met before, I was a divorce lawyer in New Jersey for 15 years. I'm currently the CEO and co-owner of New Jersey Divorce Solutions, a divorce law firm located in Edison, New Jersey. I'm talking to people who have overcome their fears and forged their own path in life. They had a wake-up call to make a radical change. They did it, and so can you. So today we're going off the grid a little bit. I normally just have people come on one-on-one and I do an interview, but we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to have a roundtable discussion. I've got a distinguished panel of three fabulous women I happen to know personally. Lauren Marciano, age 38. I have to say their ages. You'll understand why. She's a finance project manager and CPA. Kara Grappler, age 37 senior director of marketing and Nadia Ibarra <laughs> age 37 she's an account executive thank you for joining me today fabulous ladies
1: thank you for thank having you us for having thank us. you for having us so
0: what i want to talk about and and this came up because i have had different discussions with each of you individually together and the topic of dating comes up quite often Mm -hmm. And you guys have been gracious enough to come on here and talk candidly about your experiences. I'm not single. These ladies are all single. um, Never married. And Nadia has a child. Yes. Um, Lauren and Kara do not have children. So they're going to share what their experience has been dating, what I call in the digital age, and being, let's just say, in your late 30s. Because I do think that's a different experience than... People in college, people in their 20s. So I'm just going to ask a really open-ended question right now and let you guys go. But keep in mind, we only have 55 minutes. What? How would you guys describe what dating is like at this point in your life? Chewing glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that would be a negative. I was kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> Half kidding. Half no, kidding. I mean, and I think so many people can relate to this. But I mean, can you just elaborate on what you mean by that?
2: <laughs> I, I, I truly did did say that in in jest. I think that the way, the way we're starting here, we're having a lot of fun with this because I think you know two of us in the room today are are, are new at this, and so we're we're trying to be lighthearted and fun, but at the same time, um, you know, I do think it's it's a bit different. So, as I was thinking about this beforehand, I was like, what would I want to say? How do I feel about it? And the truth is, I'm there's there's some confusing things about it in the digital age, or as I think technology and just the pace of change in society has gone so much faster than our behaviors, our values, our beliefs. And so when you think about like the way in which we engage, the way in which we date is so much different. But yet I still feel that there are certain like universal truths from prior generations that still very much much hold true today so I think it's kind of that um, kind of dichotomy between the two that make it make it kind of tough
0: well I the way I've always felt about it just observing what you guys experience and I've been with someone for 10 years so match.com and that stuff was still around and obviously we had cell phones and texting and all that and I can relate somewhat to what you guys talk about Like, you know, that guys are only texting, that there's not a whole lot of phone conversation that goes on. Um, You know, I think I did experience that to some degree. Can you guys just elaborate on that a little bit? Like, is that annoying? Or do we just accept that this is just how it is now? I think
3: we've kind of all accepted to an extent that this is how it is now. I will say there are still men out there that do prefer to pick up the phone and call. But I think in light of the digital age and Bumble and Match, I think people are so accustomed now to just sending out a text, you know, Mm -hmm. to millions of different people and just keeping up the communication that way. So I think there's definitely some adjustment that I've had to have with online dating and dating in general. But I do try to weed out the people who, you know, like to call or like to sort of engage the old fashioned way.
1: And what about you, Nadia? I've actually noticed that you can find people to date through like instagram and stuff like that because people are like looking at your profile they're looking at your pictures and then they slide into your dms and they're trying to talk to you and like hey maybe we should hang out and then you might run into them in real life (laughs) and i actually started somewhat of a relationship like that at one point Mm. um it was somebody i saw on instagram who knew somebody i knew but i never knew them then i went to a certain place and i ran into them and i was like aren't you that guy from Instagram that we've been like going back Mm -hmm. and forth and then next thing you know we were dating wow Wow. that's really cool cool. I'll have to ask
0: more about that later I I might know who it is Um, I don't know. I I just feel like a lot of times, and I felt this way when I was using match and things like that. I always felt like we all treated each other. I I can't just blame the men because I did it too. But I felt like it's like just swiping and looking like the way you would look for a dress Mm, or a pair of shoes. It's like, no, I don't like that one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just pass over to the next one. And I almost wonder if we're – You know, if we're sort of unwittingly causing a lot of the problems that we're actually complaining about, because I think a lot of people do complain about the lack of connection and how you seem like you have a connection with somebody and then... You don't hear from them for a month, and then all of a sudden they just they just appear, reappear, and it's always by text or yeah. something like
3: that. We, we have some history with that, for sure. Well, I think a part of it, too, is in the digital age. There's always somebody else right around the corner, so you're swiping left, swiping right. You might be talking to somebody, but at the end of the day, the next person's you know lined up right after them or, or whatnot. I don't think we necessarily put as much effort into one individual person over a short period of time to really see where it's going to go. I think if it's, you know, if you're maybe not feeling it or if the other person's not feeling it, it's
0: easy to just, you know, next, swipe. But you mean feeling it even just with the text messaging?
3: Just in general. Yeah.
0: It feels like Monopoly money
3: it doesn't feel really, right it, really, it feels like it's
2: not real it feels like monopoly money and so you were talking about you know years ago when you were when you were single and match.com existed back then and back then i was in my 20s and match.com existed and i i just i remember a distinctly different experience which is why you know a couple of months ago and just probably over the last year or so i've just taken a step back from from a lot of it and i'll i'll maybe talk about that at, at some point why but when you think of when you compare how things how the pace of change and how things have just changed probably 10 years ago when you were talking with with guys on match and potential dates you were probably exchanging actual notes and getting to know that person before you met them for an actual date now even when you go on those platforms the way technology has changed it's kind of like hey how are you i had signed up probably like a year ago, I had a profile on Match.com. And on my first day, I got, and I'm not saying this to, it's not a brag by any means, but you get a lot of messages. And I will bet you if I got 50 messages, not five of them were over one sentence long, or they were just phrases. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Hi. Like, I can't, there's nothing... There's nothing there.
0: That's there's nothing not... of any real substance. Yeah. yeah.
2: If that's how it's gonna be, I would much rather engage with men in real life mm-hmm. and have a conf- and say, Hi, how are you? in the Starbucks line. That that's just kind of kind yeah. of how it
0: is. I feel like there's just this tendency to treat people like you're just like like I said, picking it's out expensive. a dress. And yeah. it's like and if I don't like that dress or if for some reason this just doesn't work for work for me anymore it's like moving on to the next thing and i'm not sure that people are actually getting taking the time to get to know each other on anything more than a very superficial level yeah, but i do yeah. feel a little bit removed from yeah. it because i have been with someone for 10 years what do you guys say about that Mm.
1: I'm desensitized. <laughs> like I'll go when I do when I did use that app, I would literally just be like, "No, no, yes, no, no, I know him, oh God, no. you know, and it just it does become something where you don't even look at the person as a person, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But then also my time is very limited and I have a daughter, so I also don't have time to waste either. So I'm like, yeah. eh, I don't like you. And I did try Tinder one time and I was going to go on a date with the guy, but he completely creeped me out because he was like asking me to make him a playlist of my favorite songs before the date. A mixtape? Yeah. He wanted a mixtape? Yeah. <laughs> and I was, How, like, was he like 75? <laughs> Did you write on the CD
2: with a Sharpie? I didn't do it, it completely just turned kidding. me off.
1: I was like, yeah. I, yeah. Don't yeah. like I don't like
2: that. I'm not bringing you a portfolio, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was just that's, very odd. That's almost as good as the one guy, this was years ago. He called me, we were supposed to meet up for dinner. He had, he had actually like called me a few days prior and wanted to have dinner in town and I was like oh my god he picked up the phone he called me he made dinner reservations oh my god this is great the night before we were supposed to go out he called it was a Friday night at like 9 p.m. I got a phone call from him and I thought that was so weird and I pick up he was drunk as a skunk and I just (laughs) I just remember I was like oh my god and I don't think he knew that he called me because I blocked him after that I was actually kind of worried because he didn't sound like he was a Clearly, if he was calling me because he was drunk, he has, you know, not not very good with handling his alcohol.
0: He doesn't. He hasn't heard that you shouldn't, you know, drink and text. Well, or Or drink drink and call. call.
2: Either or. But he just he was kind of. Just sounded off. He, he at least did he didn't sound like a happy drunk, at least, not that I would judge, but it just wasn't a good move overall. And I just remember hanging up and just blocking him. He didn't know where I lived. He didn't know uh, to my knowledge, he didn't know my last name. So I was like, okay, if I block his number, he can't find me. And I got so frustrated that night. I threw my phone and it wound up hitting the wall and actually breaking. and I thought that was. <laughs> That so was like pretty, the Lord trying to was, tell you something. That was
3: symbolic. Yeah. Um, one of Karen, not to interrupt you, but one of my favorite stories. I think this was at the very beginning of our friendship. Uh, you told me you were meeting somebody for dinner at Urban Table for a date, and when you got there, he was at the table eating. <laughs> what? Oh my God! How could I forget him, wow. Chris? I don't yes. even know. I just, ha- that I just thought awesome. he was
2: eating. It he was eating. Funny. Yeah, was I got there. Was I was, I was waiting, and I was looking around. I was like, okay, and I was like three minutes late. Um, and which is still kind of on time, you know, um, and and I was looking around, I'm like, I don't see this guy. And then, like, a few minutes later, the hostess is she's like, Okay, this is probably awkward, so I'm going to talk to this girl. And she's like, Are you are you waiting for someone? I said, Yeah, I'm waiting for a gentleman, you know. Um, and she goes, Is it that gentleman back there? And points to, like the back corner of the restaurant. And he's literally sitting there eating,
0: like an appetizer. <laughs> no, like his yeah. dinner. <laughs>
2: like he had ordered he had ordered his meal. What was his excuse when you when you went up to him? He had said that he had to he had to be somewhere and that he was rushed. And I said, well, okay, you could have let me know because we were communicating a few hours ago, confirming the time and when, when we would be here. And then he said, well, sit down. He's like, you're really pretty. I've been really excited. And I was like, uh, it was just awkward. So I was like, okay, I'll sit. Wow. And then he somehow, they brought me a menu, and then he somehow slid in the comment that... Um, order whatever you want because you probably came here for a free meal anyway. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, and then I was just I was like I was so paralyzed because it was so it was so awkward. I didn't want to cause a scene. I also didn't want to be a jerk because I'm I tend to sometimes be too nice and then shortly after that he's like i have to use the restroom i'll get up and then he i, I bolted
0: oh thank god i thought you I were bolted. gonna say he bolted and no left you with the he bill. got up to
2: use the restroom and i just i i ran and oh, i ran back to my apartment which was like two blocks away from this restaurant and i remember Did you
0: ever hear from him again oh no Wow, that's, wow. that's. I know that you you guys have a lot of stories like a lot this, because I hear yeah, them, a lot and I just can't believe but, it, the but, way that people treat each but other. But that was
2: like back in, that was a long, long time ago. That stuff hasn't happened in, in a while, and I think, I also think, too, we'll probably talk about this, but dating after 35, I think 35 for me, a lot of things changed. And so when you try to date now, not only is the dating game different... But like your lives are more complicated, they're more substantial. We've got responsibilities. Like we're real people, and we've only got so much time and tolerance for things, and so well, that weighs into it.
0: I've I've often thought that when there's there be there's a shift at some point because when we're in our twenties, remember when you would go to the bars? weren't the um, weren't there there were tons of men, right? Yeah, and not as many girls. So it was like the girls really had their pick right, and, yeah. and it was sort of like this perception that the guys were sort of desperate. We were holding all the cards. But then there's a shift at some point, and I wanna say it's sometime in the 30s, where the guys are like, yeah, we got the cards now, girlfriend. <laughs> because I feel like, and this is my perception, and you let me know if you disagree, but at some point it's like the women have this biological clock that is ticking, and they wanna get married, they wanna have kids, they really need to do it now. You know, the George Clooney's, they can wait until they're 60. There's no hurry for them. And and again, there's sort of like a perception, I think, that the good ones. Right. The good ones are taken. But I would say this is around probably mid 30s. Yeah. What do you guys think of that?
3: Do you agree? Disagree? I think it's an interesting time. I mean, I think in general, mid to upper 30s is interesting because you have such a wide range of people. So in your 20s, everyone's young. Everyone's single. At this age, uh, the people that I've interacted with, a lot of them are divorced with kids or kind of in our age and stage, and then I've actually kind of geared more toward younger guys because my lifestyle tends to be more similar to theirs. But I think overall there is sort of a perception that at this age, the men may be holding the cards, but I actually find that a lot of the men that I've gone out with about this age and up... um, this isn't me patting myself on the back, but I feel like we have our, you know what, together very mm-hmm. much. And I think um, not, I haven't really found that so much in a lot of the guys that I've gone out with in general.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's another complaint that I've heard a lot is that the, we sort of have our, like you said, our stuff together a little better. Um, is that just the pool that we're fishing from or the, the pond we're fishing from?
1: Probably, yeah. Or is that
0: just what's out there?
1: Yeah, I think that's what's out there. It's what's out there because I remember in college, trying to figure out why these girls were in such a rush to get married. Because I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to be a housewife. I don't want to pop out kids like this. And now I get it because these are the same guys that were studying finance or whatever, and now they have these great jobs. And these, I don't want to say in a bad way, but these chicks kind of like lock them in. Now they have a family. They're not going anywhere. Because if they get divorced, you're going to have to pay alimony, child support. So you're kind of left over with the other ones that didn't want any kids, partied really hard. Um, maybe they have commitment issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe they stayed in a really long relationship and they broke up. So now they have all this yeah. baggage and they blame yeah. us for mm-hmm. whatever it was that somebody else did. Um, so that's one of the issues that I feel like we deal with when we date older. Yeah. Um, but I have a daughter. So that alleviates a little pressure off of me because yeah. I don't feel this like need that I have to have another kid because I'm like, I already have my kid. Um now my issue is that when I meet guys, they want to impregnate me because they're like, Oh, <laughs> you need to have my kid too. I need to have a kid with you. And I'm oh like God. I don't I don't want a kid. Um I don't want one. And the last person I was seeing, that's what happened. He was like, Well, I can just see you having my kid. Oh, you could be a stay at home mom. And I'm like I have a career like do you know how hard i worked especially being that i had my daughter at like 27 which isn't that young but it's like in the middle of your career yeah i don't want another kid i'm finally getting to where i want to be i have so much more growth to go to why would i want an infant like why would i want to be a stay at home mom? so yeah yeah i mean that's you said something interesting you said
0: that a lot of there were a lot of women that were in the big hurry to find mr right and get married and do all that and but i wonder of those women were were they career oriented cuz it sounds yeah. like maybe they weren't i you know i i don't think that was ever something that was at the forefront of my mind when i was going through school yeah i'm a lawyer so i have my own firm you know i've always been really focused on getting through school and the next thing with my career so it was just not something i focused on finding a husband and have a kid, so I'm just wondering if those other women that you were referring to, that was their focus. Maybe, you but
1: don't... it scares me. Like now, I'm scared.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm scared now. Um, at at times, at time, I, sh- I should say most times I'm not, but the times now when I am scared, I am like scared. At what least, do you mean
0: scared? Um,
2: that it kind of passed me by, but at the same time, I never. Um, First of all, I try not. I try not to compare. And there is something I, I, I do want to go back to and say. I think for what we're saying from our perspective, I think that it's very similar for guys at this point. I think in a lot of ways there's, an, there's a level playing field between between women and men. Um, probably when it comes to dating at a certain point. And I just I, I look at some of the guys in my life, um, friends, my brother, guys that I've dated, even. Um, and I think they have they they have their own kind of load to carry, um, albeit I think sometimes it's a little bit different. And men process things, they perceive things, and and whatnot. So I think they're they get confused about certain things too. And I only imagine like the Me Too era and things like that. I know a lot of guys have made comments and kind of throws them a little bit. We're also we're not like their moms. Guys are guys are creatures of comfort, and they know what they know, and. Are you saying they're all looking for mom? No, I don't think they're looking for mom, but they understand mom. And when they meet a a girl, a woman who has all these great qualities but is probably vastly different than their mother, they then have to kind of adjust and and think. And so I – probably went a little bit too far down a rabbit hole there but
0: no I mean I think there's some truth to that I think um if there were some men here (laughs) they might have a problem with it they might never speak to me again (laughs) but I think if they're doing that the ones that are doing that obviously they're not all doing that but I do think it's probably on such a subconscious level that they are just not aware of that
2: yeah but to your to your earlier question around like did you plan it or kind of do you get scared I tend to just remind myself uh, with uh, with a lot of things in life, not just with with men, quite honestly, trust in the arc of your life. No matter what, trust in yourself. Trust the path that you're on. You know, and and I think you actually christina reminded me of that there were a couple couple of years ago i remember i was on a business trip and i was somewhere i was in switzerland and it was my birthday and i come back to my hotel room at night and there's a flower bouquet in this ho- this random hotel in a small town in switzerland with a card from christina on my birthday saying happy birthday you are exactly where you're m- remember that you're exactly where you're meant to be and that's what christina and i have talked about I over the years that. true and so when you think about like i try to you know Take it back up a few, you know, a few thousand feet, and and try to look at the big picture of life. If I haven't met someone, um, you know, I still trust that I will. I, abs- I absolutely, without without question, know that I will. But maybe I'm on different timing than than the girls who met someone when they were 22. And who knows how? You know, nobody's nobody's life on the outside outside looking in. It probably looks perfect. It's it's never perfect on the inside. And everybody's got their own. Um, their own story, their own journey. Well, as
0: a divorce lawyer, I can say, and you guys know this, that a lot of those people that found their Mr. Right at 22, they're coming into my office and they're getting divorced now. So just because they may have found something at 25 Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, doesn't necessarily mean that that was, it might've been a fit for them then, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was a lasting fit. So You know, I think sometimes it's easy to look at people who appear to be happy, they're married, you know, they have someone to Mm. be with on Christmas or whatever, but you'd never really know if that's actually a really good, solid, functional relationship or not, so... I, I I do always say that. And you actually, Kara, have said nothing good gets away. I have. So I do um, try to emphasize that, even to myself, maybe not with relationships, but maybe work-related things, that you are where you're supposed to be. And if it happens to be single right now, then, then that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And to not really question it too much. Um so I want to bring something else up. I I remember when I first started dating my boyfriend and he was sharing his dating stories at the time and some of his friends' dating stories. And he, one thing he always brought up is that he felt like he would go on a date and, like, immediately the girl was planning their wedding. She Like, she would be asking on the first or second date, like, <laughs> so where's this going? Do you want to get married? And he always felt like it was like, If I I had to make a decision right then that I was going to marry them or like they just wanted to make sure they weren't wasting their time. And I think he felt like, well, are we getting to know each other so that we can actually have a real bond? Or are you just shopping for a pair of shoes? You know, so (laughs) Carrie, you're (laughs) laughing. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Hmm. You girls do that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't I'm know afraid. that I can. I don't
3: think I can relate to that. Yeah. I am so fiercely independent, and I think a lot of the guys that I've gone out with, I don't want to say they're intimidated by that, but I don't know that they're so much used to it. So I can't. Not that I've never been in that scenario where, yeah, of course, I'm talking to a guy and I'm thinking, oh, could he be this? Could he be that? Do I see it going somewhere? But I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't know that any of us are those I, girls. That we scares me. We probably are not. I, I, the last person. Was like already plotting, like you know, and and I it freaked me out because I'm like I don't even know you, mm. and I think things should just slowly become yeah. it. You just should evolve force it. Yeah, it just gets weird like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I am also super independent. And guys, they make them sometimes uncomfortable because they're used to having somebody that needs them for everything or consults they them. Don't know what I, to do with yeah. that? And I'm like I don't need to.
0: Well, I <laughs> know all three of you personally, and you are all very independent. And focus on your careers. Mm. Um, so, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that men these days are intimidated by us fiercely independent, career-driven women? Yes, 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 and no. Sorry, I, sh- I mean, I, I,
2: I think it. I think it depends on the guy. I that, think it depends that's on true. the guy, true. right? For sure, and of course. and i just I've just gone through a period. Um, where like a lot of my assumptions are kind of like beliefs about like what guys think and feel and act have actually been, have been kind of challenged. Um, you know, I, I recently, you know, I met someone who's a wonderful guy and, and a wonderful friend, but on paper, he might be intimidated by me because he's very, um, he's like super calm, very measured, really smart, reflective, easygoing I'm kind of anything but in a lot of ways I'm a little more um, a little more excitable and kind of reactive than he is and um,
0: that could be a good compliment for each other even
2: as a as a good friend he's someone to me like I would normally see him as the word to probably describe him initially would be non-assertive which is not always good in in women's eyes but yet at the same time he is there's nothing about me that intimidates him or you know when we were dating there was nothing about me that was intimidating to him whatsoever he was like he was completely fine with it he completely completely could
0: well I'm kind of wondering though as women's roles have changed in society and you know we're not staying at home and just baking cookies you know Hillary Clinton made that clear a long time ago Um, we've changed so our status has sort of gone up but have we really expected men to go up with us? Do you know what I'm saying? Because if we expect us to be at a certain level and them to be at a higher level, then that means as we go up and climb the ladder, do we expect them to also do that more so than us? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do.
3: In a way, I think yes, Um, even if it's like subconsciously, if that makes any sense. I think the role of a man has sort of changed over time. I mean, we're so self-sufficient, independent. Um, I know for me, I'm very independent. I still want a man to take care of me, even if that sounds really old-fashioned. Like, I want somebody to take care of me. Um, Not necessarily 100% financially in that way, but in general. But I think by us sort of, as you said, Christina, moving up and having that sort of independence and success and being very self-sufficient, I think we've sort of raised the bar in terms of what we're what we kind of need um that's just my
0: perception so i wonder though it's really too bad that we don't have some men in here but maybe i should do another round table with them i wonder how they feel about that do they feel that pressure do they think that we expect that or know that we expect that and do they feel Mm -hmm. pressure because of that i
1: think they feel pressure yeah um The guy I'm seeing now tells me, when I tell him, like, hey, this is coming up. This is going to happen. I have all this big stuff coming along. He tells me, like, you know, I love you, but it makes me feel like less of a man because I'm not on your level. And he's trying to become on my level, but he has his own journey and his own path. So what I try to, in my head, tell him and anybody, you know, it's like... Just because I'm doing this doesn't mean that you have to do it. Like, you have your own path, your own journey, your own passion, what drives you. Don't com- don't compete with me. Hmm. I want different things in you. You want different things. Go your path. I support you. I'm going to go my path. And it just shouldn't be that kind of pressure, but they do feel it. Yeah. They do feel it. I think they do, too. I mean, I, yeah. I've i heard it uttered by many women that, I you know,
0: I met this guy, but I think... He couldn't handle my credentials. You know, mm-hmm. he was intimidated by me. And I know that's our perception as women. I am sort of curious what men would say to yeah. that, if they would acknowledge that yeah. that does happen or not. Or if, if they are, is yeah. it something on a deeper subconscious level that they're not even aware of it?
2: I've, I wonder, though, if it's one if it's if the credentials thing is kind of something that we kind of both get wrong, both as men and women. Um, we're all going to die someday. Do our credentials go on our gravestone? It's like, you, you know, like if uh, let's think about it, how much in life at the end of the day, how much do credentials really matter? And are like if we're worried about our credentials versus someone else's or their credentials versus ours, we're not seeing the actual person behind those credentials. And that's what love is all about. It's about the person, not the, the credentials. You know, and so I wonder, like, how much we use that as a smokescreen in a way to maybe avoid other other things. I don't know. Yeah, um, I,
0: there's definitely some truth to that, but also I think it's there's so many other factors. It's like it's just us as people worrying about. What other people think, you know, what are my friends going to think or what will my family members think or my mom and dad? What are they going to say about me dating this person who doesn't have certain credentials? Because we do make judgments about someone based upon what kind of job they have, how much money they make, if they're going to be a good provider. And, you know, I'll I'll admit that when I was out there dating, I was mindful of dating somebody that was not going to make as much money as me. I mean, I won't say that I dated someone based upon how much money they made, but I have dated people that made less. And there was some difficulty there because our expectations in terms of lifestyle were not the same. You know, I've, I'm have i accustomed to eating out a lot. I remember one person in particular just could not keep up. He could just not go out. And he wanted to take me out. He wanted to take me out and pay. He just couldn't afford it. So there was sort of this, there was a difference at some point that I wanted a certain lifestyle and he really not, he couldn't provide that for me, but he couldn't even do it with me. And so at some point, I don't know, I guess you have to make a compromise.
3: Yeah.
0: What do you guys think about that? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm. because don't we want that? Don't we, don't we really ideally
1: want them to make more money than us?
0: We want them to take us out. We want them to pay for dinner.
1: I do. I still. I like to be wine and dined, but I generally have dated people that either were a little under my level or maybe on my level. I'm. I've. I always. It didn't bother me because I'm all about like feelings. I'm still in that whole phase. Like it's like, you could. You don't have to have an amazing job, but if you're really sweet to me, if you take me out to eat, if we have great conversation, if I see you're trying, then I'm gonna give you a chance. I don't care if you're like. You know, making six figures because sometimes I notice with the guys that make six figures, they kind of treat me like I'm just like their property sort of like I'm just another one of their accessories. Yeah. And they have like all these other girls that are chasing after them because they know they have six figure jobs. And I just don't like that because I'm I'm not going to be that girl that's going to be you know chasing after some guy because he makes because he has money yeah Yeah. i'm just not going to be that girl
0: i know a lot of women that are married to someone who makes less money than they do um i don't think it's super easy
3: these days for women for like it to be a guarantee that the man's going to be making more than you does that make sense did i say that the right way no i think we're all just i I think women do everybody men women everyone women are doing well these days i think it's tough to say oh i make whatever and well, the guy I meet, you know, I have to be in love with him. He has to be this, this, and this and make more money. <laughs> I think that's just challenging. I don't know that I have that mindset, but uh, I,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the list of credentials that we want, it, it's sort of impossible. Yeah. Isn't it really? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I I I'll speak for myself, but. I'm just, I'll be honest right
3: now. Yeah. The credentials, we look at it. Of course we do. But I'm just looking for somebody who's confident in who he is, who's a good person. I know this sounds cheesy, but someone who's you know, who's secure, who's confident, who can respect me and my independence, who has some interests, who's funny. Emotionally intelligent. I, emotionally, thank you, Kara. Seriously, emotional intelligence. Somebody who yeah. can, can kind of go to that level and have those conversations and be self-aware. Like these are the qualities for me right now that I'm going out and, and looking for, for sure. So and, that, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that isn't all very easy. That's yeah. kind of what I'm finding yeah. in a lot of these uh, dating scenarios. I guess
0: that goes back to my to <laughs> another topic we already talked about is is what's left.
3: Are those taken? The, young, <laughs> the younger
0: guys, those of us. No. Are those guys taken? <laughs> you have to have hope. No, you, you have do to have, have hope.
3: hope. And you,
2: they're out. I think they're out there. You're starting to sound like my mom, Christina. Oh no, And we love my mom. She's wonderful, but <laughs> that's your like, mom's a smart lady. <laughs> that's that's our mother's mentality though, right? Because they. Um, Oh my God, I just, I have to, so I was watching a movie a couple months ago with some of my high school girlfriends and we had such a fun night, we're at her, her apartment. She's like, we gotta watch this movie, it's so silly and so funny. And I usually don't watch, you know me, you're like, "What? oh, are you relaxing? I'm like, yeah, I'm watching a documentary about social justice, you know, like I don't relax. <laughs> and so my one friend, she's like, we have to watch this movie, it's called Book Club. And it's, and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta go. But no, it's Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Mary Steenburgen and Candice Bergen, and they're all like in their 50s and 60s. Like they're, you know, they, they have kids and grandkids and they're all they all find themselves either widowed, um, recently separated, never got married. And then one woman is having problems in her marriage after like many years of marriage. And there's this one scene. So Candace Bergen is a judge and she's like super successful and her husband leaves her for another for a younger woman. And so she in like her 50s, she goes on Bumble and she's at, like she has like her assistant or whatever like one of her clerks is like setting up her bumble account it's a, it's a hilarious movie it really is i have is. seen
0: the trailer for that i, I do want
2: that. to see and it. she says she's like she's explaining her marriage she's like i don't know we met we were 23 all i knew was he made me laugh and i never wanted to stop laughing so i married him I love that. I think times are different, though, because because then, like, later on in the movie, she says, and it's a fictional movie, I get it, but she's like, I guess I needed more than just the laughter. We were young. We didn't know what we didn't know. Mm. And so I think sometimes we can kind of hear, you know, thoughts and voices and perceptions that say well you kind of miss the boat or do you ever worry and you know what life has a lot of seasons and a lot of different journeys within a life itself you can live how many lifetimes within a life and how many experiences within a life and your person will come your way just you, you i don't know there's like there's just some I'm intangible just, i'm, I'm about feeling it. the
0: urge to say you've all three of you have heard this at different times David Nagel says. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I actually Googled him. No, David Nagel.
0: Everybody is, all feel my like friends. I know him. All my friends. I'm always quoting David Nagel. Welcome
2: to the club, Nadia.
1: <laughs> like, I, I want to know who David, David Nagel says. David Nagel
0: says that, well, if he ever hears this, I'll die if I'm saying it wrong. But um, he always says that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or forever so I think that's sort of what you're talking about is yeah. sometimes people do they come into your life for a very specific purpose and when yeah. that purpose has been satisfied yeah. th- I think the relationship just naturally dissolves and yeah. sometimes they are there for a season I mean let's face it we used to die at 40 you know you didn't need to be compatible for that long right you that were just, was when we were hunter-gatherers yeah right? you just got together to reproduce ago. and that was it and then you died um, now we're living longer, and we expect. lot. Well, I know it sounds really
1: romantic, <laughs> but now we expect. <laughs> we expect a lot more now. Yeah, we do. And, and also, we don't need them. Yes. that's a big thing. Like, yes. back, see, my. I feel like my mom needed my dad. Yeah. She. She she doesn't drive, he drives. She wouldn't go anywhere without him. Um, Same thing with him and her. Like, he didn't cook, he needed her. That's not the case now. Men know how to cook now. Men know how to do laundry. We know how to take our car to get fixed. Like, we don't need them.
0: We can mow the lawn or pay someone to mow the lawn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't. So it changes things up.
0: Yeah. I think that has made a huge difference, too. And we always talk about millennials. I guess sort of in a negative way because a lot, I think the trend now is that millennials are more focused on a quality of life and not just working all the time. And <laughs> they're focused on their Instagram accounts. Well, sorry. But, I mean, but they, mean? I think they have, you they're the onto something. Their underwear giving life advice. Yeah. They are to something positive that I agree with. And that is getting more satisfaction out of life. Right. And getting more satisfaction out of our relationships. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, in some ways, expecting more from our relationships—not yeah. just mm-hmm. someone who's going to take us out to dinner—I
3: think too. Life right now for me, and I don't—I don't know if you ladies feel this way too. I, I, life for me right now feels very complete, even without a partner. I know I'd like a partner to to share these things with, but it's funny. Sometimes I'll meet a friend for dinner who I haven't seen in a while, and the first thing out of their mouth is like, "So tell me about the guys," and I'm like, "What?" Like it's just its almost like. Hmm. out of left field to me where I'm like well I just started a new career that I love and I'm thriving I'm going on a vacation or I'm spending the summer I doing just this PR'd my bench press I ju- yeah I mean I'm thank you I did <laughs> and I did you did um, congratulations uh... Why are you gonna tell me these things <laughs> so no. I think like you know having a partner would be nice but it's just in my life right now it's just not like Running my life, I'm not like, oh my god, where is he? I'm panicking. I'm, I'm yeah. not even there. Yeah. And maybe that's not a good thing. Huh. But, um, no, I, I love that. I think that it is a good yeah. thing. Life I had is, the... life is really complete right now. I feel that's that it's good. very complete. You so. earned it. Yeah, you earned I mean, it, girl. You know, the right guy will come. But again, I don't feel that pressure or like desperation or, or oh my god, where are all the good guys? It's kind of like you know, because
2: uh, I think there are good guys out there who are yeah. saying we're all the good women, and I think that we've each got our own.
0: We're each fighting our own fight, right? Yeah. I wonder what they're saying. What do you think they're <laughs> saying when they're laying in bed at night thinking, oh, where's my girl? I can't find her. I mean,
1: what are what are they saying? Some are of them s- are going younger. Mm. A lot of older guys are dating these, like, 22, 18-year-old girls. Yeah, that's not new, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, that's they're, that's they're, the new. Well, at least from what I've seen. I've never seen this before because, like, I've, you know, as I got older – I was I was kind of like the younger girl, yeah, but you and know, know, and now I'm like <laughs> no, you're not. And you're like 37 minutes. now. I or have, they're getting I older. Have, they I would've... have a phrase I like to use for it.
2: Those guys are hanging out on the campus of Brigham Young University. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, right.
2: yeah, there's always
0: the, going to be that group of guys, um, but but the other ones that are more normal. <laughs> I love you, Kara. Um, <laughs> the other ones that really are looking for something. I wonder I would be curious what they would say what what kind of qualities they're looking for. Is do they care if someone's making more money than them? I think in
2: general because we are because we are wired differently and I'll bet I'll bet Russ would say the same thing. Can I say his name. Yeah. Okay, so I'll bet he would say the same thing. And that guys are far more simple than we are. Oh, he does say that. Right. Right? How much? That. How much more simple is he? Like when we're with him and we're t- like, we'll be talking about like, our, we could be having this conversation in front of Russ, and Russ would be like, "Okay, Russ time is my out." Boyfriend, just for anyone who doesn't know, and he would exactly, and he would say, "Time out." It is so much more simple than that. He's just, you know, he's like a guy would probably be saying, "Can I trust her? Is she easy to be around? Is she loving? Is she supportive? And is she stable?" That's ultimately you know, what you're they're right. looking for. Whereas right. us, like, I think already in this, like, 40-minute discussion, we've rattled
0: off, like, <laughs> a, a list, like, as long as a CVS receipt of, like, requirements. Yeah. Like, we, we're, we're wired differently. I think that's why the men aren't on here because it would have only been a five-minute show.
2: <laughs> there had yeah. been some grunting, some, <laughs> yeah. some fantasy drafting.
0: So I want to move, like, a, shift the topic a little bit, um, but still talking about women's role in the world what do you guys think about in your in the sphere of your careers do you feel like you are ever disadvantaged in any way because you're female Mm -hmm. like
1: i guess just do you think there's gender discrimination ever do you feel that i don't i think if anything it helps me because when i go to try to meet a client a lot of them are male especially, like, car dealers and stuff like that. So it's easier to get me in the door that way because they're like, oh, who's this girl? She's dressed so nice, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end of the day, I have to know my information. I have to know everything that I'm going to say to them. It it just has to, like, pop out of me. I can't, you know, a pretty face isn't going to cut me a deal. I was going to say, (laughs) Nadia is
0: also very attractive, as as are all of my guests today. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. You know, I guess that's not supposed to matter, but it does. That's the world we live in. It does matter what you look like sometimes. So, so I guess you're saying in your field it's actually an advantage. It's an
1: advantage. I like, I love being a woman in this field. Plus, I'm sympathetic. I can hear them out. I'm not just like, you know, I don't know how. I'm pretty sure most men are not sitting there like letting them talk about whatever happened on the weekend in their relationship. I'm like sitting there listening, like, yeah, tell me more. Let me know, you know. Um, So for me, it's worked out. It helped me break a lot of barriers um, with other people that maybe. Like when a, when another man comes to see a man and he's like, "Hey, I want to do business with you," they might be like, "No." But if I come and I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" They're like, "Ooh, who's that?"
0: The dynamic yeah, is different. Yeah. 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 But what about as far as promotions? And we're actually sitting in her place of employment, so yeah. maybe I, maybe it's not a good time to ask this question. But I mean, or maybe in the past, have you ever felt like in the in, industry in general? So
1: in the reason I'm in Jersey is because I worked in New York for 11 years and I worked in radio and I started all the way at the bottom. And then I want to say like in the beginning, like maybe the third year I got pregnant. Um, and over there, it definitely, it it just, it Mm -hmm. put a stall on my career. I tried to do sales. I tried to be a sales assistant. I tried to do sales planning and, because I had my daughter, I wasn't married. Um, they were like, "Well, who's gonna take care of your baby? What's gonna happen with the baby?" It's they their business? actually say that. Yeah, it's not of their business. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they were like, "But these are late nights. You gotta work late nights. Who's gonna watch the baby?" And I- so in New York, I never got the opportunity that I had here because I was a mom. I was a single mom, and I was—I don't—I don't think it necessarily was because I was a woman. I think it was yeah. more because I was a single mom, and they're like, mm-hmm. you know. They just didn't but a single dad story. wouldn't have that problem. See, you're right. I don't think he would have that problem. I don't because they would just assume that the mom would have the baby. I feel like.
0: Yes, I think there is an yeah. assumption. I mean, I think we're getting, for, and I don't have children, so I can't speak from personal experience. But from what I've observed with my friends that do have children, I think men are are doing more mm-hmm. than they did typically. But I don't. I think most women would
1: say it's not equal at this point. No, I mean not when not when kids come to play. Um... And then I ended up coming here because they gave me the opportunity here. I actually applied here for another job. And when they met me and I started talking to them and telling them about my past, they're like, why don't you do sales? And I'm like, I've been saying this for years and nobody believed me. So what I had to do was work my regular job and always kind of sell something Mm -hmm. on the side. I was always selling and I hate to use this word, but I was always hustling something. Mm -hmm. I was always doing something um, that it was. I guess it was just my path to finally find that here and have that opportunity here. And they don't care here that I have a baby, but also my baby's nine now. So,
0: are there a Aww. lot of?
1: Um, would you say there's more men or women doing what you do, though? I think it's it's a mix. Okay, so actually, I will say that our top sellers are generally women. Mm. My mentor is a woman. Mm. There is also a gentleman who's amazing at what he does. You know, but he's been in the business for like I don't know twenty something years. But generally. You know, the women that I've seen in it, but, you know, it's like we have that drive in us. You have to have a certain drive in you um, to kind of do this job because you have a lot of rejection. Yeah. But my mentor is amazing at what she does, and she's always been very good at what she does. And then the other woman that I know is also very amazing, and she has a family that she has to support. So it gives us that, like, extra energy and that extra boost that we have to... At least for me, I have to provide for my daughter. And I was really lucky because her dad was the opposite of me. So he was like my kind of like my stay at home mom. Yeah, you're Mr. Yeah. Mom. And even to this day, he's like I I mean we don't generally get along and he probably doesn't like me to this day, but I'm so grateful for him because I I probably would never be able to have this opportunity if it wasn't for him. So, like you know, yeah. taking care of my baby. She well, sees yeah. the
0: gift. That's it, another thing David yeah.
1: Nagel always it, says. It takes to a village. see the
2: gift. It absolutely. When when it comes to families and, and in the workplace and it just it absolutely takes a village. And I just yeah. think it's so Im- important for any any employer and any organization that employs people. You just you have to you have to allow people the flexibility to. To be themselves, to, to bring their whole their whole selves to work to a certain extent, um, but but to to live quality life, quality life. Because the better your employees are in their lives, the better they're going to be for you at work. And that's just it's so important that that people realize that regardless of gender, that whole notion that it it, it truly takes a village nowadays to, to well, I think take care good of good managers
0: and good leadership are c- coming around to that. Mm-hmm. I, I do see that but it's there's still you know the dinosaurs yeah. are still out there too there's and, still unconscious bias and, and I think I, that's kind of what it is I want to say Kara you've worked in the pharma industry for a long time so like a heavily corporate environment like huge corporate organizations Kara. Um, I mean what has your experience been as a woman do you feel like you have to do more and work harder to prove yourself as a woman or not really
2: not really um it's a hard thing for me to talk about for, for a couple reasons, right? Because I do um, I do recognize that um, people who have worked with me or know me through my career, they may listen to this, and I'm I'm mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, being in, in the corporate world has kind of it's made me learn a lot about myself. I'll put it that way, um, and it's made me really struggle with a few things later on. Like most recently, um, so I've been doing this for 15 years. And it's only been until recently that I've really started to understand the importance of women's um, camaraderie, women's development, um, and women's um, growth in the workplace. I always had the mentality of, well, everybody should be treated the same. Get rid of your unconscious bias. Treat everybody the same. Everybody deserves the same shot. What's, you know, why is it, you know, is it growth of women at the expense of men is it growth of men at the expense of women or along racial lines or um, disability lines like all of these different resource groups I never really understood it and I'm finally starting to see that we do have rooted I keep referring to them as unconscious biases right and sometimes women most most often single mothers face that Um, I think certain races face that I think um, Certain, certain subgroups of people do face that whether, whether or not it's intentional. So I think in your career and what I've noticed in my career is it's up to the individual to a certain extent, but it's up to everybody else to just treat everybody fairly and to recognize within their own selves to have the, their own emotional intelligence and emotional wherewithal to know when they are exhibiting some sort of kind of bias without without knowing that and that's a very hard thing
0: it is hard to do that because I think I think most people probably aren't doing it intentionally I think most of it is unintentional but I do think when you're on the receiving end you know some because I have wondered at times am I being treated differently because I'm a woman and the context of that is as a divorce lawyer going to court and having to have an, an adversary who's a, a male, who's much older than me, and the sort of the joke was always to say to them, you know, they let us go to law school now. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think as, it sounds strange, but as these, uh, the dinosaurs, I call them, as they phase out, you know, as they just retire and whatever, go away, it'll be interesting to see how... Th- things evolve and change Mm -hmm. because I do think that we're teaching the younger generation to be more mindful of that so when I was starting out I had a lot of dinosaurs I had to deal with and I do think that they Mm. treated me differently some of them did Mm. treat me differently um, but that was also a different environment than what um, you guys experienced being in a more corporate environment. So, Lauren, let's hear from you. What do you think about that? Um, I
3: work in a pretty big company that's very, I would say, male-dominated for the most part. Um, but I can't say. I've been there for maybe just half a year now. But I don't I don't know that I've ever felt like I was treated differently because I'm a woman. Um, a lot of the, the senior leaders are women. Um, and uh, even in... Uh, a big telecommunications company, even in, like, the network area, a lot of women leaders. So um, I don't know. I've never really had much of a struggle in the workplace where I am now or where I was prior. Um, But I think, Kara, what you said is true. I think sometimes there's unconscious bias going on about Mm. certain groups or people or um, all of that. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad to hear that.
2: Yeah. That's progress.
0: That sounds like progress to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And I think if you if you ever feel like you're being d- discriminated might be the word, but like the, the example you used of like the older male adversary and you you wanting to say, well, they let us go to law school now. I think in, in corporate America, I mean, you always have to watch what you say and how you come across and always be very consistent, very measured. I call it very sterile. Right. Yeah. Um, and kind of strip away any emotion and stick to the facts. But I do think when those types of things happen, um, it's. It's just like anything in life, and I don't mean to trivialize it or to kind of simplify it, but however somebody speaks to you and treats you is a reflection of them and not you. And the more that you can kind of stay within yourself and let their words and their behavior and whatever bounce off you and be a mirror back to them all the better than reacting to it, right? Well,
0: another thing that David says but that you can has really stuck with me. How, how many times have I mentioned him now? Three, I, think, I you think. should start giving me, like, some sort of, you know, commission. <laughs> I think you're something. getting paid for it, An influencer. Um, he always says what you believe you see. So I think the danger of focusing too much on what you might perceive as discrimination is that if you start to believe that that's always happening – You find evidence of it everywhere, Mm -hmm. even where there really isn't any. That I agree with. Yeah. So I do try, I'm trying to be mindful of it where every time something, every time someone doesn't do what I want, I don't say it's because I'm a woman. That's the reason. What you seek, you shall find. Yes. Right. So, but I do think it's real. It absolutely happens. I've Mm -hmm. seen it. I know I've experienced it, but I do try to um, look at the situation more objectively when I think it's happening because... Is there some other explanation for it, mm, you know? Yeah. And and I th- agree with you 100%, Kara, that it, it is a reflection of the other person. Yeah. And whatever their mindset is or whatever they're dealing with, it is a reflection of them. Um, So, okay, we covered dating. We covered the workplace. Did we miss anything? I don't know. And you guys are all single
1: right now, right? I, I am dating Okay. Ace. Special someone right now that uh, (laughs) we did break up. And then uh, I couldn't stop thinking about him the whole time we were apart. Um, And I actually really missed him. That's so sweet. Yeah, because I kind of took him for granted. And he was kind of going through like this depression. And I'm too busy trying to, you know, work and be a mom and go to the gym and do everything all at once. Um, And then I tried to, I met somebody new. And it was everything I thought I wanted. It was yeah. everything I thought I wanted. I wanted a family. I want this. I want that. It was perfectly handed to me. And then I was like, this isn't really what I want. Um, I yeah. I missed him. I missed laughing. I missed the intelligent conversation. I missed everything about him. So, you know, I I, I reached out and... And he reached out and we were like, you know, let's let's try again and let's be like mindful of like what upset us last time and let's try to like give it a really Communication good. Communication is yeah. key. Oh,
0: that's sweet. Yeah. Well that's sometimes they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So yeah. I I think we do sometimes have a tendency to romanticize things. Um, and like you guys have said, have a laundry list of stuff that we think we want, but then yeah. when you actually get that, yeah, yeah. the reality is you feel it not yeah. as good. Yeah. You can you can think
2: up a person like how many times before like when you meet someone online for instance how many times have you been like oh my god i cannot wait to meet this person they are so perfect on paper and then you show up and you're like there is literally nothing but they're dead behind the eyes yes like, that yeah, is an expression yeah. that Karen Karen and i have they're, that they're I love. dead behind the eyes um
0: well it's a expectations. I, I think of cigar guy
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. right perfect on paper and then just nothing in person yeah. and it's just yeah. this saga of
0: but you know it's about expectations too and there's and chemistry yes i mean yeah. personality
1: matters not yeah. you're right, though. what you
3: said was really true sometimes you find somebody and a great guy great on paper what you've been looking for but yeah. there's just not that connection there has to be that connection yeah. yeah
0: well that's all we have for today i hope we have solved all of the world's problems and next time i see you guys <laughs> you're going to be planning a wedding <laughs> <laughs> because we have solved this problem. Um, I would love to hear any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. You can email me at Christina, that's a C-H and an A at the end, at pn law dot com. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Call with Christina Previtt, and we'll see you next time.